Recently, a client in my media mentoring program reached out to me. She reached out to me on my Facebook page and she had a question. And I said, okay, I'll answer this question and I will do it on the podcast so everybody can benefit from it. If you are new here, my name is Christina Nicholson. I'm a former TV reporter and anchor turned owner of a public relations agency. And I'm somebody who definitely likes to overshare. So I hold nothing back here on Become a Media Maven. Now I'm going to read to you what Caitlin Pierce sent me on Facebook. Her message said, I would love to learn more from you about how social media managers can put on their PR hats and how to make your social media support your PR efforts. I think this is a missing piece for a lot of businesses, connecting these dots. I want to teach my SMM students more about this and we'd love to learn from you. Thanks for sharing the tools. I will listen on my way to the chiropractor. Okay, so when she said thanks for sharing the tools, that was in reference to a past episode about my favorite business tools and I linked to all of them in the show notes for that episode and the description of the video. I will link to that in the show notes and description for this one as well. So I moved all of the other podcasts that I had planned down to push this one up to answer Caitlin's question. So it's a great question. There is so much overlap between public relations and social media. I think in the last few years, maybe the last decade or so, the term media has turned from black and white to totally gray because there's just so much going on. And that is why I think there's so much overlap now. And they do work together and they can work together very well. Let's see how we can make them work for you. Number one is building your brand on social media with your experience and your expertise. Nine times out of 10, a journalist is going to Google you. They're going to check out what is on your social media. And the point to them doing this is to be convinced you are the person to talk to about this topic. So if they go and check out your social media and it's not talking about what you are pitching them, then there's going to be a disconnect there. I once had a client who was in the sales space. And when I would go to his social media, his Twitter specifically, where journalists hang out, like that is their platform of choice, he was tweeting things that were very political. It was not about his expertise. It was either about sports or it was about politics. It was not about business. It was not about sales. So there was a big disconnect there. And I think it hurt him from earning coverage for that reason. I'm not saying don't have fun on social media. I just recently created a work Instagram account. If you follow me on Instagram at Christina all day, you won't see a lot of work stuff there. I try to keep it light and fun. But I created a Media Maven and more Instagram where I am posting videos that I pull from podcasts like this one or videos like this one. I try to keep one for work and one for fun. Now that is the only platform where I have two accounts just because I like to make Instagram fun. I don't want it to be a work thing all the time. So that is something that you could do. You could have two separate accounts or you could mix business and pleasure. But again, if you are somebody who's going to be getting super political about things and your niche or your expertise is not in politics, then you probably want to keep those things separated. Number two, share wins on social media. Now, this is what shows your true expertise. I'm always sharing client wins on my social media. Whenever any of my media mentoring clients get a hit, whenever any of my agency clients get a hit, or even 
just happy things that happen in my business. I'm always sharing that on social media because again, when a journalist goes to look you up, they are going to see these wins. They're not just going to see you talking about how great you are and how much you know. They're actually going to see proof of it. And this isn't just for when a journalist looks you up. Remember, we're always connecting with people on social media. This is something that a person could see, a podcast host, a YouTuber, anybody could see this and want to know more and invite you on their show or invite you on their channel. So in addition to sharing your expertise, also share your wins and your success stories. Number three, do this regularly. It is shocking to me, one, how many people don't do it, and then two, how many people will craft a post or schedule a post and call it a day. This is the biggest mistake people make on social media when it comes to promoting yourself, building your personal brand. And if you're a client of mine or you've been to my boot camp, you know I always preach on sharing your media hits over and over and over again. And you're gonna do this for a couple of reasons. One, maybe you just found out about me today and you just followed me on LinkedIn. That means you didn't see everything I've been posting for years. You haven't seen all of the media hits I've been earning. So I'm gonna keep posting about them even though they happened years ago. That's one reason. Another reason is because people forget about what they see if they even see it. Think about how much stuff is posted online by people you follow. You don't see most of it, either because the algorithm doesn't think you want to, so they don't show it to you, or you're just signing in at the wrong time, so you don't see it. So even if people see it, they're gonna forget a few months later, and then when they see it a second time, they're not gonna remember if they saw it months ago. So that is why you need to constantly be sharing over and over again. It doesn't have to be the exact same thing. You can tweak it. You can tweak the way you say something, where you post a link, the image that you share. You can reword some things, but don't just share something once and call it a day because chances are people haven't seen it. If they have seen it, they've forgotten about it. And you want to also cater to those new people who are following you now. Number four, connect with the people you're pitching. A lot of people don't do this because this is something that is time consuming. Again, something I teach in my media mentoring program is to keep a spreadsheet of who you're pitching. We are not pitching 500 people with the same thing at the same time. I think that worked 20 years ago. It does not work anymore. Instead, we are focusing on quality over quantity. And the good news is, This makes it super easy to connect with the person you're pitching. When I got Amy Porterfield her segment on Headline News, it was her first TV segment that just so happened to be a national TV segment, I pitched the booker, the anchor, and the producer who I met at the Mom 2.0 Summit about a year earlier when I spoke there. I pitched them in their email. I know they receive thousands of emails a day. I had to stand out. So then I tweeted them and I tweeted them like, hey, I just pitched you a story about XYZ. A lot of people are going to pay more attention to a tag of themselves in a tweet than they are another email in their inbox. So if you can connect with the person that you're pitching online, connect with them on social media, like their posts, chat with them, retweet things, share things, comment. When you do go to pitch them and you connect with them on social media, 
They're going to pay attention to it way more than anybody else connecting on social media and way more than anybody else in their inbox. Again, you can do this super easy with a spreadsheet. We don't need a fancy CRM for this. Like spreadsheets are your friend and you can keep those tabs at the bottom. So if you're pitching a business angle, if you're pitching a marketing angle, entrepreneurship, parenting, whatever it is, have a list of like 10 to 15 journalists. Like these are the ones that write for the outlets you want to be in. Because remember, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. I've been earning media exposure for myself for about eight years since I started my business. And I can honestly tell you on one hand how many specific media appearances moved the needle for me. Now, all the other ones, I do think they help move the needle as well but it's harder for me to track exactly how they moved the needle. But when I think about how did I get this client or where did this lead specifically come from, then I think, oh, it came from when I was a guest on this podcast. And I can pinpoint exactly where it came from. That's the kind of quality that I want you to be building a media list of. And then those journalists are the ones that you need to be connecting with on social media. And then just time block, some time in your calendar, half an hour, once a week, get on social media and connect with these people. Look at what they're tweeting, look at what they're posting on LinkedIn and like it, comment, like with something thoughtful, not just for the sake of doing it, but something thoughtful. See how you can help them. And then when they have something that you would be a great fit for, it's going to be seamless for you. I got a little carried away with number four because number five is don't just follow them, but connect like have that relationship with them, okay? I kind of like married number four and number five together because again, so many people don't do this. They connect with people and they're like, okay, I'm following that person and then they're done with it. This is kind of like learning for the sake of learning. Like I'm a big reader. I love my masterclass. I love listening to podcasts. Okay, we've listened, we've read, we've watched, we've learned, but if you do nothing with it, it's pointless. If you connect with somebody, that's great. It's a great first step. But if you do nothing with that connection, it's pointless. So number five is to actually engage. And I know it sounds silly. Everybody talks about building relationships. And I just feel like it's such a cliche thing to say. Like we all know this, like business is relationships. But this is so important and so hard to do when we have our other list of things to do. So time block it, like literally time block relationship building. Have a list on Twitter of like, these are the people that I want to build relationships with. Whatever reason, maybe they're influencers in your space. Maybe they work at a media outlet that you want to be featured in. Maybe they host a podcast that you love. Whatever the reason is, just time block time to actually connect with them on a thoughtful level. Number six, after you connect with these people and after you pitch them, send them a tweet to give them a heads up. Now I use Twitter as an example because I mentioned that that's what I did after I got Amy Porterfield on Headline News. I did that to get her on Headline News. So I think it's super important because again, today we are more likely to pay attention to a tag on social media than we are another unsolicited email in our inbox. It's kind of like snail mail. Like we used to get excited about snail mail and now we don't. And then when we first started emailing, we used to get excited about that. And now like we hate email, we dream of like inbox zero and it's so hard to get to. So you have to just think of creative ways to get people's attention 
And for some people, that's going to be a tag on social media. Again, it depends on the person. If you're pitching an influencer, there's obviously going to be a lot more competition. But if you're pitching a producer for a TV show or you're pitching a local reporter or you're pitching a writer, then they're not so much influencers, but they're very active on social media. And the people who follow them on social media are the people who personally follow their work. So this is where you are going to really see strides after you send an email. Connect with them on social media. Again, keeping track of all of this in a spreadsheet and time blocking when to do this is how you're going to get it done. And finally, number seven, I talked about this a little bit already when I talked about number three, but after you earn the media hit, the way to make that live longer, the way to turn that publicity into profit, and the way to make that snowball into more media hits is to share it on your social media repeatedly. Again, it shocks me how many people don't do this. I hear this all the time from people. Oh, well, I got featured in XYZ outlet, but it didn't do anything for me. It didn't do anything for my business. And then I always follow up with, well, what did you do with it? Oh, nothing. I mean, I was featured there, so everybody saw it. No, 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 no. You have to assume nobody saw it. Do you know how much content these media outlets are pumping out all the time? Not just traditional outlets, but look at YouTubers and podcasters. Like people are creating more and more content So if you want to get attention, you have to share that. Not only is it good for you, but it's good for them. Like this is why it blows my mind that people will be a guest on a podcast and then they don't share it with their audience. First of all, it's rude. Like I think it's so rude. If you haven't noticed, I don't have guests anymore on my podcast. It is just the Christina show on Become a Media Maven. And part of the reason is I was getting so frustrated by bringing guests on I give them 30 minutes to talk about their expertise, to share their products and their services, their contact information, their lead magnets. And then when I publish the episode, they don't share it with their email list. They don't share it on social media. Like they're silent. Like you have to share it. Not only is it common courtesy for the person giving you access to their platform for free, but it's good PR for you. When I wrote for Inc. Magazine for two years, I never had anybody reach out to me because they saw my article in Inc. How I turned that contributing role into profit was by me sharing the articles I wrote on my social media. And then people would say, oh, I didn't know you wrote for Inc. Magazine. You write for Inc. How can I write for Inc.? How can I get in Inc.? And that's what opened the door to having conversations. And then I would reach out to people who I admired and I wanted to learn from. And I would say, hey, I write for Inc. Can I interview you about XYZ? And then that's how I started building relationships with these really cool people who I looked up to. So if you are not telling people about the content you're creating and getting placed online, the interviews you're doing on podcasts, the places you're quoted in, Like you're doing it for nothing. You have to make it live longer. And the only way to do that is to put it on your website, on a press page, share that press page lots and lots of times online. And then also make sure that press page is easy to be found on your website. That's honestly how you're going to get that blue check mark. We've talked about this before. A lot of people want the blue check mark, not on Twitter. You can pay for that now. Another story for another day. But on Instagram, a lot of people want to be verified. And if you have a press page, full of traditional media coverage, 
Like that is your fast path to getting verified. You have to be sharing this stuff over and over and over again, because if you're not, nobody knows it happened. Okay. When I look and see people sharing content, like I've been featured here, I'm quoted here, check me out here. It's a good thing they do that because I never would have seen them. I never would have known that they're in those media outlets. And that is what sets them apart from their competition. But I would not have known that if they didn't tell me. So you got to tell people and you got to tell people over and over again. And I promise this is not as time consuming as it may sound. I make this super easy by using Agora Pulse. I am an affiliate for them and I will link to Agora Pulse in the description of this video and the show notes of this podcast. You can try it out for free for 30 days if you use my link. I put everything in a queue in Agora Pulse. So for example, and they do everything. They do every social media outlet, even TikTok. So for example, if I am a guest on a podcast, I will put it in a queue called self-promotion. And I will say, if you want to know about XYZ, listen to my conversation with this podcast host where I talk about yada, yada, yada. And then I link to the podcast episode or I tell people, find it in your podcast app, whatever. And I put it in my social media queue. So I'm doing this as things are coming in. So say I have 50 posts in there and I post every other day on all my social media channels. It's number 50. By the time that posts, it goes back up to one. And then it just recirculates through everything. So every 50 posts, you're going to see that. But again, are you really going to see it? Like you might not see it. If you do see it, you probably forgot about it. If you just started following me, it's probably good for you to know that I was on that media outlet. Do you see what I'm saying? Again, shocking to me how many people don't get this, but I hope you get it now. Again, Agora Pulse makes this super easy. You can set it and forget it. You don't have to be posting on social media all the time. I make the morbid joke that if I died tomorrow, like you would never know because my social media is alive and well because I have this stuff always automatically posting. Now, another thing you can do with Agora Pulse is you can set an expiration date for things. So if something is a little bit more timely and it won't make sense if you see it in six months or a year, then I can say, hey, after this day, stop posting it. You can also schedule things there. So for example, I always schedule a teaser to these new podcast episodes or YouTube videos. So these come out every Tuesday. Every Monday, I tease to what I'm talking about. And then every Wednesday, I say, hey, if you missed it, you can find it here. This is what we talked about. So you can schedule things as well. But I also really like to use that cue just because it makes it so easy to always have a presence on social media without actually having to log in. You can check out your comments in there. You can respond to DMs all of the things right there in Agora Pulse. Again, linking to that in the show notes and description. So check that out. I'm going to run through those seven ways to make social media support your PR efforts. Number one, build your brand on social media by sharing your expertise there. Number two, share your wins on social media. Number three, do this regularly. Number four, connect with the person you're pitching. Number five, don't just connect, like, comment, retweet, do all the things. Number six, after you pitch them, send them a tweet or a message to give them a heads up. And number seven, after you earn coverage, share it on social media repeatedly. Those are the seven things that you need to do to make social media support your PR efforts. If you need any more help with this, 
I will also link to my three-day bootcamp, Pitch Publicity Profit. It is just $37. You can binge it or you can do it in three days. If you binge it, it'll take you less than three hours. And people who have been in this bootcamp have gotten so much value. They have earned media exposure after day one. So please check it out. I will link to that in the show notes, pitchpublicityprofit.com. And I will see you next week here on Become a Media